Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Live on Grant and Danny from Rudy's Golf in Kingstown, Alexandria. They've got the double deck driving range with 70 plus bays, all with top tracer technology. Putt-putt courses, full restaurant, everyone in the family can have fun. Go to rudysgolf.com. They're the new go-to spot for golf and entertainment. We're taking you to 6.30 tonight on the fan. Caps hockey this evening. They've got the Seattle Kraken coming to Capital One Arena. You'll hear the game just after 7, about two hours and five minutes from right now, right here on the fan. Question at hand is, should the commanders – be making their coaching decision in any way based on what they're going to do with the number two pick. My premise is if you're taking a quarterback, you really need to draft the guy that's going to develop that quarterback. Uh, As you're a head coach throughout this process, that's who you're looking to hire. And you want to sign and hire and bring in a head coach who's going to be with that QB ideally for years and years and years to come. Rather than say the Houston situation, where it looks like they might have found their rock star head coach. And, look, I'd sign up for what just happened with them. But you've already seen that their young, hotshot coordinator they brought in to help their quarterback is getting coaching interviews and might leave. And then C.J. Stroud will be on his second offense in two years in the league, Mm -hmm. his third in three years overall. And what happens if the next O.C. is not as good? Like, it it presents a bit of an issue. So this is not the age-old do-you-go-offensive-minded or defensive-minded debate that has raged on as much as this is a unique situation because they're picking second and there's a really, really good, I'd say, what, an 80% chance right now that they're taking Drake Mayer, Caleb Williams at number two? Yes. Should that factor into the hire, yes or no? That's the question. And, again, the pass, path rather of least resistance is to say offensive mind makes it easy. Even if you don't necessarily agree that that's the right thing, the rest of the league thinks that way, and that's going to affect you and your organization. Again, think about the number of guys that have gone and pit-stopped for a year, two years, and are now head coaches in this league. Guys like Matt LaFleur. Uh, you know, Kyle Shanahan leaves here, has to call plays in a couple different spots, gets his head coaching gig. Uh, Zach Taylor. You can go up and down the list. Mike McDaniel. You do a thing where if you demonstrate you can call offense, that's what owners want. They yeah. want to pair that. They want to do that. Even if you don't think that's essential, the rest of the league does. You either have to buck the trend in a major way or play ball. And – it's not crazy to say we should play ball because it's easier to do this, right? It doesn't mean that you have to, in my opinion, but it is a simpler way to kind of keep this, this cohesive group together, right? To pair those guys for 15 years, 
is much easier than if you've got a defensive coordinator paired with a, with a coach with an ever-rotating cast of offensive minds. You can tweet us at FunnyDanny for DR, at Grant H. Paulson for me. A couple people have said this. They have said, well, they shouldn't really be considering that they're going to take a quarterback yet. How could they know? That should be up to Adam Peters, who's not here yet. You know, that should be up to the head coach who hasn't been hired yet or whatever. And to that I would say, if the GM and the head coach are as smart as they should be to be hired here, then their thought is going to be to draft a quarterback number two. Because quarterback is the single most important thing to have figured out in this league. And to get a job where you've got the number two overall pick is a godsend. Ron Rivera had this, by the way. You got hired, and they ended up with pick number two in the draft. He passed on taking a quarterback and said, I'll figure out quarterback later, kind of kicked the can down the road. And it haunted him for four straight years. But generally speaking, when teams are picking that high and they don't have a quarterback, it's not really a debate. You you try to solve the riddle. You might get it wrong when you guess, but you're going to play the game. You're going to guess. So – Adam Peters or Ian Cunningham, as an example, um, whether it's Ben Johnson or, or, or any of the other candidates from a head coaching standpoint, when they're interviewed, ownership's going to say, what should we do at number two? Which of the two guys do you like? What do you think about developing a quarterback? What do you think about sticking with Sam Howell and trading down and building? That's going to be part of the interview. Ownership's preference, presumably, having been here for a year, would be to draft a quarterback to pair with the GM and the coach all at the same time. So getting the job, I don't think it's a prerequisite, getting the job is probably going to mean that they're willing to draft a quarterback at number two as well. Let's go to the phones, though. 800-636-1067. See what you guys think. William is in D.C., live on Grant and Danny from Rudy's. What's up, William? Okay, and I, no, I don't think it's that they don't have to necessarily take an offense coordinator, but my question is, why is Ben Johnson the, the, the hot commodity right now? He ha- I mean, he has a, he has a veteran quarterback, um, unlike Tex- the Texans who have done it with a rookie quarterback. Why, why is Ben Johnson the hot thing right now? Two years of top five offense with a guy that the Rams couldn't wait to get rid of that was viewed as a salary dump that he resurrected into a – uh, you know, 60-plus passing touchdowns over the last couple of years. Uh, pretty innovative and, you know, effective and against pretty much all comers on, at home and on the road. I mean, it's, it's been pretty good, I would say, right, over, over a couple of years. Now, yeah, if your number- point is it could, be, it could be more years, yeah, but then you probably miss out. Yeah, I mean, the number three offense in the nope. league. Uh, go ahead, sorry. Uh, you, you dropped. You could call back if you want. I, I'd love to hear, uh, like, what, what your – kind of next question is there but um number three offense in the nfl number five in rushing number four in passing number three in avoiding sacks number five in first downs per game uh they're good at everything they are third in the red zone they're top 10 in goal to go they're fifth in time of possession they score 27 points a game uh you mentioned a veteran quarterback not a veteran quarterback that anybody wanted as danny said The Rams moved on from Jared Goff and traded him and got rid of him and got out of the Goff business, out of the contract, because they were over him. Uh, They went, by the way, Detroit, in year one with Goff at quarterback, went 3-10-1. 
Now, I don't do quarterback wins and losses, right? But in that year, Jared Goff had less than 20 touchdown passes in a full season as a starter. I think he played in 15 games that year. You know how hard it is to not complete 20 touchdowns in 15 games in this NFL when your team is behind every single week? Uh, he has completely made him a different quarterback again. Goff has gone from, in L.A., being a 22-touchdown, 16-pick QB, 20-touchdown, 13-pick QB, to being a 30-touchdown guy the last couple of years. Basically a 3-to-1 touchdown interception ratio. Now, I, I still don't think they're out of the woods. I mean, Jared Goff could throw three picks this weekend and lose them the game against the Rams, but Ben Johnson's done wonders for him. Uh, he is extremely balanced. They've done a lot with a little at the wide receiver position other than Amon Ra St. Brown. Like, they basically have a guy that everyone can key on. Look at what happened with their rookie tight end they got this year. Anytime they go get a Matoy, what happens? St. Brown was, I think, a third-round pick. He was like the 16th wide receiver chosen in his draft class. He's now a top-10 receiver in the game. Sam Laporta was a second-round tight end. He had 10 touchdowns this year, and outside of maybe T.J. Hawkinson, you know, he's, he's in the same category now with George Kittle, Travis Kelsey in terms of production this season offensively. So, I mean, those are some of the reasons people like Ben Johnson. As far as juxtaposing him with Slowick, Slowick did an amazing job. It was his first year as a play caller. Ben Johnson's had two and a half years, so, so quite literally like two and a half times the experience. Also, I just think there are probably questions about Slowick's readiness to run a whole organization. He's very inexperienced and young as a coach. Ben Johnson's coached more positions. I think he's coached tight ends, which is what uh, way back in the day he coached. He's coached some line. He's done a little, a little bit of everything. So those are some of the reasons I think Ben Johnson's really popular. Yeah, and, and again, it's a – the rest of the league is in two, right? If this was – if we were the only city that's going like, oh, we're such, we're such fans, we've got to have we got to have him. This was a guy that was sought after last year, right? He was, get, he was Bobby Slowick last season. Right where this group was awful, he takes over. They were the hottest team in football, basically down the stretch. Not Green Bay out of the playoffs. He's turning down interviews last year for some of these bad programs. Yeah, he actually turned down the job. You know, he stayed in Detroit when he was going to get mm -hmm. an offer. Honestly, as weird as it sounds, that makes me like him more. There is a comfort and just a confidence, like betting on yourself in that regard. But also, there's a feeling of knowing what you're like. The idea that maybe he didn't think he was ready. Last year, I find that really appealing. It's almost like being turned down by a girl, and then you work harder to get her attention after that or something. Like, I like that about him. Uh, this guy just tweeted something funny, Texas Redskins fan. He said, why do you keep saying you want to draft a head coach? <laughs> I have said that, you like have said that so six times. times the last few days, and I always have to correct myself that they need a draft, and then I have to stop myself and say sign or, or hire. Should they draft a head coach? They should if they could. That'd be nice. I, I would love to draft a head coach. I don't know why I keep saying that, but I can't stop saying it. You're right about that. Gus is in Arlington on G&D. What's up, Gus? How are you? Hey, guys. Um, the thing is that, uh, you know, this is a – if you think about offensive minds, you're thinking about guys who will be their first year in their head coach position. I don't want them to just focus on quarterback, even though that's what the deal's going to be. I mean, only if they have, like, their own sort of offensive genius coordinator come in as well. Um, that's my issue with hiring an offensive-minded head coach when we have the number two pick that might go quarterback. Meaning what? You're afraid that they would then just draft one rather than doing something else? Well, I think 
you know, like everyone says, like when you're up that high and there's no big trade down possibility, then you sort of almost have to draft one. But then at that point, you have a rookie QB with a rookie head coach, and that hasn't really happened in recent NFL history to success with a top five draft pick and a first year head coach. Uh, Shane you can't Steichen. Really find that combo. In Indianapolis. Yeah, I mean, Houston's not going to win the Super Bowl this year, but they're pretty good. That was with with Minshew. Well, I'm not saying that Richardson's the reason they won. I'm just saying that a a rookie coach took a top-five pick. Like, that's why he was hired. Yeah, Houston's in the postseason this year with those those circumstances. If your point is they're not going to win the Super Bowl this coming season, you're probably right about that. I don't think that's the expectation either. It's not for me. We're looking for something that's going to be the honeymoon for a long, you know, at the beginning. Not a honeymoon. Looking for something that's going to be this beautiful relationship for a decade plus. You're trying to find your institutional guys. Where when you think of Washington, you're going to, the way we think now of Gibbs and Bobby Bethard, I want to think of Adam Peters and, you know, name that offensive coach and the quarterback established. Something we have not had here forever. I mean, literally, it's not since Sonny Jurgensen. Zach Taylor of the Bengals uh, got that job in 2019, and then I think they took Burrow maybe the following season. 2020. Uh, but, like, that would be a good example. I don't know how, how big of a difference. I guess if you're bothered by the idea that it's two rookies, but I actually think that's the best way to go, right? It's why the Colts brought in Steichen, because of what he'd done with Hurts, and they said, do this with Richardson when we draft him. It's, it's why the Bengals wanted – Taylor, because they knew he'd worked with quarterbacks at a high level, and they said, do this for our guy that we find, and that guy happened to be, luckily for them, uh, Joe Burrow. Although it was almost Washington's guy, if they just could have stopped, could have not stopped the two-point conversion against the Dolphins. Dominic is in Ohio, very handsome listener. What's up, Dominic? Hey, Dom. Hey, boys. Thanks, as always, for taking the call. Uh, I think Harris said it best during his presser. He was like, uh, we need to be flexible with talent, and that's that's my – Stands on this. I would also prefer, like Danny, having an offensive-minded guy as in that seat for that QB. But if we if we get this right, and Adam Peters comes in and he's in lockstep with his uh, head coaching decision, then whether that guy's an offensive guy or a defensive guy won't really matter because we'll actually have a clear vision from the top down, and that's going to help us more than anything. And as I was kind of on hold, there was one other point of there may be this inherent benefit to having a defensive-minded head coach because that leaves your OC to focus solely on OC things. Guys like Mike McDaniel and those guys uh, that are kind of taking this mantle and doing it, they also have those additional head coaching responsibilities. If we get a guy like, uh, you know, Ben Johnson or Slowick or one of the tier two offensive guys, or, you know, uh, a a defensive-minded guy comes in as the top spot and he brings an OC, that guy is going to be laser-focused only on the development of Mayor Williams. And that may be an additional benefit. I don't know if that's true or not, but it was something I thought of as we were sitting here and and kind of chopping this up. Appreciate you, buddy. Thank you, buddy. Yeah, I think there's something to that. Although, for me, the way I would like it done, and I think this is probably the case, to use his example – of uh, Mike McDaniel. If you're a guy like that, Kyle's a good example. Don't get me wrong. You have a lot of responsibilities as a head coach. I think you hire a super qualified, like leader of a building DC, and then you don't have to worry about as much. So McDaniel did this with the former Broncos head coach, Vic Fangio, as an example. Uh 
I don't think Mike McDaniel's in defensive meetings, like doing anything. I think for the most part, he is an empowered offensive coordinator. Yeah, with Sean McVay as, uh, as Wade Phillips. Exactly. Be the DC. And since then, a bunch of guys that have gotten jobs, right? With Shanahan, it was uh, Sala who would get a head coaching job and D'Amico Ryans. Like, I think those guys are kind of glorified OCs who happen to lead some speeches. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I mean, it really is. My job is to score points and uh, do some PowerPoint slides to show you how practice is going. Right. And, I, and here's, that, here's a way to say we have to play hard this week. Yeah, I don't know. If, <laughs> you know? I, I'm not pretending to – McDaniel's not, like, influential or doing some good things overall in the building. Right. I, I just think that the job for those guys is actually fixed to a mm-hmm. – you know, like, solve quarterback. Make Jimmy Garoppolo not terrible, Kyle. <laughs> right. Win. Check. Uh, Gary in Fairfax, you're on G&D. What's good? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. Hey, Charles, what's up? What's up, Gary? Hey, look, uh, I, I I understand what you're saying, Grant, but I, to me, this is what I think, man. And with today's players, you better be a guy who can get these guys' attention and be a people person because, you know, a lot of these guys that's coming in, first, second-round guys, the, the, the All-American, these guys are millionaires, man. These guys are rich. A lot of them. They, they already made money. So whether it's on the offensive side of the ball or defense, or, I mean, look at the guy in Baltimore, Harbaugh. He's a special teams guy. But he has the respect and the command of the whole team. So to me, get you a good offensive coordinator and or quarterback coach. Let them deal with that. But you better be able to, like I think you were just saying earlier, Command the building. Get these guys respect, man, and get them to buy into whatever it is you're selling. Because these dudes, they're not like the old guys that uh, 10 years ago. These guys got money, man. They don't have to listen to whatever you're saying. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, buddy. They don't. I was talking, you're right. I was talking to an agent uh, two nights ago, and I was asking, you know, we were just talking, and he said, you know, I have his pool of players, like in this year's draft is what I was asking about. I was like, who do you got this year? He's like, it was really hard this year. He's, he said, it's too hard to get these guys. They want too much money. They're making so much money now that these players, just the amount being dumped into them before the draft has skyrocketed because, like, what used to be a lot of money to them is no longer. So the top agencies are having to pay more, and the little agencies probably can't keep up. But, yeah, I, I think interesting it, when we talk about whether it's the or anybody else, like the conversation about – Relating to players, that's part of the changing landscape, I would guess. Javel and Culpepper, what you got? Good to talk to you. 
Hey, Grandin. How you doing, guys? Good, buddy. What's up? Chilling, man. Um, so no, I, I, I don't, I don't believe that we need to marry uh, our first round draft choice if it's a quarterback with a head coach. And you guys have made some points earlier um, that that I understand and I agree with, but then I don't agree with because we see this year with with um, the Texans and um, D'Amico Ryans and C.J. Stroud. So that's a defensive coordinator, came over, second pick in the draft, just as we have, it worked out. I understand that but, the offensive But you don't worry about the O.C. leaving? Because, like, that's my entire fear. Because this year it my, did, JaVale. My, my entire fear, the, the first year could go great. I, and then the guy leaves, okay, and now I, what? I understand that, but you, you, you don't know that. You, you can't, you can't for, foresee what the future holds because we could also be in a situation where we take uh, Justin, um, <clears throat> Justin Herbert, okay? Justin Herbert, he's all great now, and I've heard a couple episodes and a couple segments where you say that the Chargers job, GM job, is better because they have Justin Herbert. But understand – his rookie season, he wasn't going to start unless Tyrod Taylor had the injury in the pregame uh, workout. Justin Herbert wasn't going to start the first game for the Chargers of his rookie season. Okay? What if it's uh, Zach Wilson with the Jets and they don't even want him anymore? You know? So, if, if in that case, why not bring Kirk Cousins back? If, if, if the Jets were willing to go do whatever they did for Aaron Rodgers, so you, you can't just base it on. And I don't feel that we necessarily need to take a second-round draft set, uh, a second overall pick on a quarterback. Tyrod Taylor was going to start for the Chargers. So in in case in our case, what if we can sign Jacoby for setback and we still have Sam Howell on the roster? What if we draft May or Williams or Daniels? And what if we don't have – anything other than Sam Howell, and Sam Howell starts week one for us because he's a better quarterback. So you, I don't feel you do that. If you get an offensive tackle who's Trent Williams, you draft him. If, if you the, think well, I appreciate the Thanks, buddy. We're, we're going a lot of, a lot of directions I, here. I don't understand the, like, the Tyrod Taylor thing. I don't care if Justin Herbert was going to start in week one or week six. Justin Herbert, we've seen what he is. Like He was going to turn into a really good player for them. Um if you don't take a quarterback at two, then you still need a quarterback of the future. The best chance to get that guy and to hit a home run will be at two where you're getting either Caleb Williams or Drake May, who's an elite prospect. But if they pass, like Ron Rivera did on Tua, Herbert, all the other guys, Jordan Love, that whole class of QBs, then sure, you, you could just trade back or draft something else or get a tackle, and now you got a really good left tackle. That's awesome. Trent Williams to block for John Beck and Rex Grossman or whatever happens after that. So you got to find a quarterback eventually. I'm saying don't wait. Don't make the mistake Rivera did. But if they don't necessarily want to do it right away, they could wait. You're just not going to probably be picking second again. So it means either trading up and giving up a lot of picks or spending a bunch of money in free agency maybe. Yeah, the, the path you're talking about, Jamil, is going bridge quarterback again. That should never be the option. We, we, it, you should feel, you should fear how hot that pot is, and you're reaching out to touch it again. You're going, let's, let's have, let these two guys that don't, aren't really that particularly great battle it out. No, for forever. No to that forever. Respectfully, I never want to do that again once for a, for even a microsecond. I want to, I want to not even entertain it. I want to go. What draft pick are we using on our next guy? The only exception is if there's some 
if I'm some ready-made championship team and I get a disgruntled Hall of Famer that's still got a couple years left with a grievance becomes available and I can get pissed off 40-year-old Tom Brady for a season to go win a Super Bowl, maybe then we can talk. Other than that, that's a no for me. I just got a message from someone who just bought their tickets to the 106.7 The Fan versus Team 980 live event that we announced earlier today. February 2nd, 8 p.m., Bethesda Theater. We're going to be talking all things Commanders and D.C. Sports, off-air, on-stage, uncensored, the Junks, us, B. Mitch and Finley, Sheehan, Russell, Hoffman, Bit Season, everyone will be there. Get your tickets today at BethesdaTheater.com. Next, the PFF writer who says the Commanders have the most assets, draft and uh, money to spend this offseason is going to join us to talk about just how good these openings are. Grant and Danny on the fan. Hey, everyone. Boomer Esiason here. The NFL draft is behind us, and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app.